what we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hanks Show. Indeed it is. Indeed it is. Hello. Live and on tape. From beautiful Whitehall Drive here in lovely Kinston, North Carolina, it is Tuesday, September the 12th in the year of our Lord 2023. This is episode 927 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by our good friends over at Lenore Community College, my co-hosts, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey. They'll be joining me at the end of the second hour today for the birthday game. We have a, uh, I'm telling you, we have another good show for you today. Got uh, one more. I got to tell you, as I told you, you heard, uh, we're back at Whitehall Drive. We're back in Kenston after yesterday's show in Garner. Uh, and uh, I hope you saw it was all over uh, Facebook, all over social media. Uh, our regular Friday guest, uh, Paul Whittington, he and his lovely wife, Samantha, uh, formally announcing uh, the birth of uh, their son, Levi Michael, just a, a good-looking child. And I uh, hope you saw the pictures. He's just, I got to tell you, Linda, uh, I don't know what's more important, that they had their first child or that Linda had her first grandchild. Uh, I'll, I'll, Pam Sheffield, I'll let you take that one. I, I'm assuming it's that uh, Linda had her first grandchild. <laughs> but, uh, man, I want to thank Paul again for letting us uh, do the show from his uh, massive man cave up on Gold Leaf Lane in Garner yesterday. It was just a, a fun time, man. Had a really good time doing that. I got to go see the baby again one more time yesterday afternoon. It was just awesome. Just a, a very good time. And, uh, yeah, there are cute babies out there. Don't get it twisted. But I got to tell you, little Levi Michael, he might be the, the cutest of them all. Uh, so if you see uh, Paul, I don't know if he's going to do a game this Friday night. I kind of doubt it. We're uh, at Kinston this week, South Lenore at Kinston. I'm kind of doubting that he's going to be back for that. And then I think he's uh, away on the 22nd too. So uh, it's going to be a minute or two before we get uh, Paul back uh, doing games with us. But we'll still be there regardless. But, again, wanted to thank uh, Paul Whittington for letting us do the show yesterday from his house. Really do appreciate him. Like I said, we've got another great show for you today. Joining us in less than 20 minutes, he's our regular Tuesday guest. He's the news editor of the Carteret County News Times at CarolinaCoastOnline.com. He's our resident NBA and hoops expert. It's our good friend Richard Clark. I already know. Well, you know what? He's pretty humble about this kind of stuff, so I don't know how much he's going to brag, but I tell you what, his uh, his doggone Dallas Cowboys look good Sunday night on Sunday night football, 40 to nothing winners over the New York Giants. I, I'm probably going to come out of the gate talking to him about that. Also, it's his 100th appearance here on the show. That's right, 927 shows, and this is his 100th appearance. So uh, pretty excited about that. Uh, but he'll be joining us about 20 minutes. We're going to talk about FIBA. We're going to talk about uh, NFL. How about last night's great game? I don't know if you guys had a chance. I hope you guys had a chance to see it. But uh, the New York Jets, J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 
beat Buffalo in overtime, 22 to 16. And that was after, after they lost Aaron Rodgers on the first uh, series of the game and still, uh, went on to win that game 22 to 16. Maybe the hype is real. I mean, the game was in New York. You got to give them a little bit of, uh, you know, whatever home field advantage with that, but still, uh, congratulations to the Jets. Congratulations to, uh, do I have any Jets, uh, fans in my life? I think Ariel Epstein is a Jets fan. I saw, uh, her, uh, really happy about this last night on social media. Uh, and outside of that, you know, I tried to be a Jets fan. If you remember when I divorced Washington a couple of years ago, and they've got a little soft spot in my heart, but I mean, I can't claim that I'm a, a diehard or anything like that. Although I love Garrett Wilson, Garrett Wilson, uh, their star wide receiver, is uh i love him i've tried to get as many shares of him as i could in fantasy but anyway anyway uh we'll talk to richard about all that and again coming up in uh in less than 15 minutes from right now and then in our second hour we're going to be joined by the dynamic duo of our good friend Catherine pearson of the lcc foundation and she's bringing with her making his second appearance the workforce development coordinator at lcc prudencio I, uh, now I'm friends with him on Facebook. So I pulled up his, uh, uh, his, uh, full name Prudencio for Martinez Mingel. I'm going to ask him what, if that's in the right order, whatever, but I love him, man. We had him on here a, a few weeks ago, uh, as we were talking, or I guess a few months ago now, as we were talking about Fiesta LCC, which will be taking place this Saturday out at uh, the main campus of Lenore Community College right here in Kinston. So uh, pretty excited about that, and I can't wait to get Prudencio in here. Well, and you too, Catherine. Can't wait to have them. One, and I will tell them this as we uh, when we bring them up in the second hour, but really do appreciate them letting us. Uh, but they were supposed to be on yesterday, and uh, we ended up moving them to today because of uh, – of us doing the show live from Garner. And again, as I joked yesterday, uh, I, I'm pretty sure. And let me tell you, Catherine is just awesome. Catherine is, uh, one of, one of our favorite guests, one of our favorite regular guests, but, uh, I didn't think she would want to drive all the way up to, uh, <laughs> all the way up to uh, Garner to do the show. But, uh, we're going to talk to them about, uh, Fiesta LCC. We're going to talk to them about the little mermaid, that's coming out there. Just tons of stuff that's going on with the LCC Foundation right now. And uh, looking forward to that. So, how about that for a show today? Richard Clark here in our first hour. And then in our second hour, Catherine Pearson and Prudencio. And then we're going to have a, uh, a great birthday game, man. Uh, John, Jonathan, and I. It's a, it's a pretty good birthday game. So, there you go. Uh, i tell you what, before we get uh, into last night, I meant some really good things from last night. You've already heard me talk about the Jets and the Bills. But uh, a big game at uh, in Beaufort last night or in Carteret County, but we'll get to that in a moment because I want to thank Lenore Community College for being the title sponsor of this here Brian Hanks show. For more than 65 years, LCC has helped men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives. LCC's mission is to meet the personal, cultural, and professional educational needs of its students through affordable, accessible, and innovative educational programs. LCC has its main campus in Kinston at 231 Highway 58 South, but it also has satellite campuses in Greene County and Jones County. Call LCC at 252-527-6223. Visit their website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of their beautiful campuses in Kinston, Snow Hill, or Trenton to find out how you can change your life today. And again, thank you to uh, Richie Honeycutt, to uh, Dr. Rusty Hunt, to all the folks over 
at Lenore Community College, including Catherine Pearson and Prudencio, as they'll be uh, joining us in our second hour. But thank you to all of them for uh, being a uh, the title sponsor of the Brian Hanks Show. Truly do appreciate them. But, well, you know what? We appreciate all our day one sponsors. Uh, Richie and LCC, they've been with us since we started. But so has UNC Lenore Healthcare. So has GoEco Office Automation. Spence Automotive, my good friend Keith Spence and Spence Automotive. Really appreciate him. Woodman Life, Danny Rice, Woodman Life, uh, who've been with us since day one. Arendel Parrot Academy, David Moody and Arendel Parrot Academy. Uh, I'm telling you, just... Uh, some great day one sponsors who, uh, what, we're 927 shows into this mess now, and they've been with us since the very, very beginning. We do appreciate all of them. But you know what? We appreciate all our sponsors. Down East Protection Systems, King's Restaurant, the Kinston Police Department, Davis Wholesale Tire, Mills International, Rillo Discount Drugs, Lenore County Public Schools, uh, Lenore Tire and Appliance, Down East Wood Ducks, and uh, just all of we, every single one of our sponsors, thank you so much for being a part of this show. I hope you hear their ads throughout uh, the day here on 960betonthebull.com. And uh, again, just uh, truly, truly appreciate every single sponsor that has been with us uh, from the beginning and even the ones that, uh, if you want to join us, we appreciate you too. Hey, uh, let's get into uh, last night. How about this? North Lenore with all the stuff that they have been through. In the past uh, four or five days or so, uh, the the tragic uh, loss of one of their assistant coaches. Uh, they uh, go to East Carteret last night, and all they do is make history. Uh, they beat East Carteret last night, fifty-eight to thirteen, in a game that was postponed from Friday night uh, due to, uh, like I said, the passing of Tony Hill. Uh, and uh, it's the first. Uh, so many historical moments here for Larry Dale. And uh, North North's first win in uh, Larry Dale's tenure at North North. They're now one and three. They score the fourth most points in program history. How about that? The 58 points. It's only behind 63 that they scored against Southern Wayne on September 9th, 2016. That's number one. Number two is 62 that was scored against South Lenore back on November 8th, 2019. And 60 points that was scored against Green Central on October 25th, 2016. So kind of neat that uh, 58, that's the fourth most points ever. And it was scored last night. It, it nudged out, how about this, from 1965, September the 10th, 1965. Uh, a, a win that uh, the Hawks, well, they weren't the Hawks then. Uh, oh, my gosh. What were uh, the Buccaneers, the, new, the North and North Buccaneers? Uh, they had against Goldsboro New Hope, a school that doesn't even exist anymore, a 57 to nothing win that uh, North Nor had September the 10th, 1965. So what, 58 years ago, they uh, moved past that, knocked that game down to uh, fifth place, 57 to nothing with that 58 to 13 victory. So congratulations to North Nor. Also. A uh, big thing, too, and I really hadn't mentioned it a whole lot, but uh, North Nor was riding a pretty long losing streak. They had lost 11 games in a row. That's tied for the fourth longest streak of all time, and now it has snapped, thank goodness. The longest losing streak. Ah, thank you, Keith Spence. Goldsboro New Hope is Eastern Wayne. I did not know that. I had no idea, so there you go. Uh, I guess they changed it. Uh, changed its name I don't know, uh, sometime there in the late 60s. Utah, see, that's why I love having Keith Spence listening to the show and one of our sponsors and our 
our good friend on Friday nights that keeps our stats going. But uh, Goldsboro, New Hope. I've been here 22 years now, or in my 22nd year here now. I had no idea. So uh, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, But uh, North Nor had, it was tied for the fourth longest losing streak of all time, 11 games. (coughs) The longest losing streak of all time in North Nor history is 13, and that took place uh, in 2006-2007 under Wayne Jackson. Uh, then they had a 12, uh, they've had two 12-game losing streaks from set in 1975 to 1976 under Jerry Walton and Doug Hill, and then uh, a 12-game losing streak in 95 and 96 under Wayne Floyd. This 11-game losing streak, uh, which ended, like I said, thank goodness, it ended last night. But that was tied with one that Kim Brown and Jim Collins had from 2017 to 2018. So uh, congratulations to the Hawks for breaking that. I was really getting worried that that if they didn't win last night, it, we might see a, uh, a new record for that. But congratulations to the Haw- for Hawks for breaking that losing streak. Again, uh, just uh, the awful news that came out uh, Friday about uh, Tony Hill. And I tell you what. One thing it did, though, it is just it's brought the whole county together. Uh, talking about Facebook and social media, it was just really neat seeing uh, all these different schools. I mean, South and North started it, I believe, yesterday. But, I mean, pretty much every school. The, I know the school system had challenged, uh, or not challenged, but had asked all the schools in the county to wear uh, North and North colors yesterday, green and black. And South and North released the first picture yesterday. I mean, it was like in the 8 o'clock window while we were still on the air eight o'clock, eight thirty, something like that, but they were in their auditorium and it looked like it had to have been every teacher on their teaching staff and some students and student leaders and all that. And it was really neat. Probably a, a couple of, I don't know, a hundred, 150 South and North folks uh, wearing uh, green and black and just saying, Hey, we are all Hawks today. Just awesome, man. It just, it warmed your heart just to see. And it wasn't just them. I mean, they did it over at Kinston high school. Uh, they did it uh, throughout the county, all the middle schools and elementary schools. So uh, kudos to uh, everybody in the county for that. It was uh, it, it was a pretty neat uh, thing to see. Again, just an awful, awful, awful situation that happened uh, with, uh, with Coach Hill. But uh, to see uh, how everybody came together uh, yesterday in the county was pretty awesome. And again, to see uh, North and North win last night, 58 to 13 and Making all the making all that history last night. It was it was pretty cool. Uh, listen, we're gonna Fiesta LCC is coming up Saturday. We'll talk to uh, Prudencio and Catherine Pearson about that in our second hour. Little Mermaid with uh, Holly Holder as Ariel. That is September twenty second through the twenty fourth, September 29th through October first. You need to get your tickets for that. I understand, and I'm sure Catherine will be able to uh, clarify this for us a little more too. A lot of tickets being sold for that, too. So uh, uh, definitely get your tickets for that and uh, get out there and support uh, the Elysian players, I believe is how they say that. So uh, Uh, we did a nice little recap yesterday of all the games that uh, were played Friday night. And we'll hit those real quick again, and then we'll preview. We'll start our little previews of uh, the games for this week, too, in high school football. But uh, Richlands defeated South North. That was our uh, Davis Wholesale Tire game of the week. Uh, it was tied for the biggest loss for the Blue Devils in the series history. 
against uh, Richlands uh, in a series that goes all the way back to 1965 and uh, was a 52nd edition of uh, that series. Uh, just say, again, it was just a tough, tough loss for the Blue Devils. They were down 12 to nothing, just two minutes into the game, and just hard to overcome that when you get behind that early. Uh, they played pretty well. I mean, you take away the first two minutes of the game, you take away, uh, uh, I don't know, two or three minutes in the third quarter. It wasn't a bad game, was it, Keith Spence? Uh, but you, you've got to play the whole game, and I'm sure that's what Will Harrell's told his guys what he'll tell us on Friday, too. Uh, Kenston was upset 12-7 to by a winless Washington. Uh, the Pam Pack improved to 1-2. and two. The Vikings fell to 2-2, two to 2-2. Two, two and two. Kenston is now 8-13 and 13 all-time versus the Pam Pack. You heard us talk to Matt Beeman yesterday about the Parrot Academy win over Richlands Liberty Christian. Talk about history. That was a, histor- <coughs> Excuse me, a historic win. It was the third largest win in uh, Parrot Academy history, only behind a win they had back in 2000 over Sharps- Sharpsburg NEW Academy. And, yes, I learned from uh, Coach Beeman yesterday. It's not, it wasn't Sharpsburg New Academy. It was Sharpsburg NEW Academy for Nash, Edgecombe, and Wilson County. Or was it Wilson or Wayne County? I think Wilson County. But a uh, uh, 72-point win uh, back on September 15, 2000. And then they beat uh, Kerry Christian 66 to nothing on September 22, 2017. So the third biggest win in uh, Parent Academy history. So uh, congratulations to uh, the Patriots for that. Uh, Green Central lost again, uh, 53-26. to 26. That was their third straight loss. It was Eastern Wayne's first win. And uh, as uh, uh, Trey Scott of News News Sports uh, reported, uh, the game was called before the fourth quarter could begin due to fights and near fights on the field. Uh, you hate to see that. I, I do look forward to talking to a uh, coach uh jay wilson about that on friday as part of our uh friday previews uh the real discount drugs pregame show because i just i i know i know him well enough to know uh he doesn't take that kind of stuff so uh i'm sure there's been some some discipline with uh, the rams this week as they get ready to start their uh conference games in fact everybody starts their conference this year and then the only other game friday night Aiden Grifton defeated Pamlico County 21 to 12. The Chargers improved to three and one under Paul Cornwell. And again, you got to remember a team that had a 12 game losing streak coming into this season. Didn't win a game last season. And uh, now three and one under Paul Cornwell. Uh, Jones Senior was off this past Friday. This coming Friday, here's who we have uh, the Davis Wholesale Tire Game of the Week. It's an intra county matchup between South Lenora and Kinston. South Lenora is one and three overall. Kinston is two and two. Both of them coming off uh, Friday night losses, but uh, man, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a good game. I know I've been asked several times in the preseason. I uh, I really at the time I thought that. Uh, uh, thank you, Linda, Pam, and I hear you loud and clear. Yeah, thank you. Good morning, Pam Sheffield, um, and you too, Linda. Of course, Grandma Linda. Uh, I know in the preseason I picked uh, South Lenore to beat Kinston. I'm going to probably have to revise that pick a little bit because uh, it just both of them very very young, and uh, I Kinston's just got more talent. And so yes, uh, don't be upset with me, Will Harrell, for this uh, because I I'm probably going to end up changing my pick for that. But we'll see as we do the uh, Rillo Discount Drugs pregame show Friday night. But again, that is our Davis Wholesale Tire Game of the Week. South and Orr, one and three at Kinston two and two. 
Uh, Parrot Academy. They travel to Rocky Mount to take on uh, one of the rivals in Rocky Mount Academy as conference play begins for the Patriots. The Patriots are two and one overall. Rocky Mount Academy is two and two. Should be a very good game there in eight man football. Green Central uh, will be at home. They are going to take on North Penn as they begin Eastern Plains two A play. Green Central is one and three. North Pitt is three and zero. Oh. Aiden Grifton is going to be at home against West Craven. Uh, the records are flip-flopped. Aiden Grifton is 3-1. West Craven is 1-3. But let me tell you something. West Craven's played uh, arguably the toughest schedule in 2A football uh, this year, too. So uh, don't 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 be over. Not that I got to tell. Uh, not that I have to tell Paul Cornwell or Aiden Grifton fans or players or anything not to overlook West Craven because we all know how good the Eagles of West Craven are, but uh, three and one Aiden Griffin, one and three West Craven. Jones Senior returns to action. They'll travel to Lakewood to take on uh, to take on Lakewood. Lakewood's three and one. Jones Senior's zero and three. North Lenore will be off <coughs> on Friday night. So uh, uh, the Hawks uh, coming off that big win last night, the fifty-eight to thirteen victory. Uh, they are off uh, for uh, what a week and a half now. So there you go. Bethel Christian will finally. Begin their 2023 regular season on September 22nd. That's a week from Friday. Uh, the Downies Wood Ducks begin uh, today on the road in the playoffs in the best of three. Uh, the best of three uh, series against the hated Carolina Mudcats. They'll be playing in the armpit of uh, North Carolina up in Zebulon. In fact, I had to drive past there yesterday as I was coming back from uh, Carrie to see uh, little little Levi Whittington last night or yesterday afternoon, and uh, man, I had to cut off my air conditioning and everything as I drove by there because it was sucking in all that odor from Zebulon. It was just awful. So I feel bad for <coughs> for our Wood Ducks who have to play up there in the first round. But uh, that'll be game one. Then game two of the series is uh, this uh, is Thursday and. Uh, the Brian Hanks show will be bringing you rally towels, uh, at the game. So the first 1000 fans to the game on Thursday night, will get those. We're going to try to have uh, John Clemens or, uh, somebody, uh, from the wood ducks to join us on the show tomorrow to, uh, talk about the, uh, to talk about the playoffs, but, uh, for tickets, go to woodducksbaseball.com or visit the team's box office at historic Granger stadium. Thank you, Ricky Whaley, who just, uh, hit me up and, uh, let me know, about uh let me read this real quick lcc volleyball that was scheduled for wednesday has been moved to october 9th i didn't even know they had a game on wednesday because if you go to their schedule uh there is not a game scheduled on there is there nope uh saturday the 16th was the next game scheduled uh, on the website come on lcc volleyball we gotta do a better job with uh updating the uh, schedule there uh but thank you to uh, ricky whaley i knew i could count on him uh, whatever game they were going to be playing on, uh, Wednesday has now been moved to October 9th. <coughs> In fact, if you go to the schedule, they've got, uh, Kristen Dumb university, uh, who they were scheduled to play at two o'clock according to this again on uh, their schedule. So I guess we're going to have to, uh, I'm going, I'm going to have to get a schedule from uh, coach Barnes and coach Barnes to uh, figure out what's going on over there. Uh, and by the way, I had to look it up just for my own uh, edification. Uh, Christendom University is uh, located in, uh, oh gosh, where I, I had it here, uh, Front Royal, Virginia. It's due west of uh, Washington, D.C. It looks like about, I don't know, 40, 50 miles. 
uh, due west of Washington, D.C., and uh, I did not know that. Now, I've never even heard of Christendom University. You know what? I bet I know somebody who does, though, and he's joining me right now on our Spence Automotive guest line. It's Richard Clark. He is our resident uh, NBA hoops expert. He's also a big uh, Dallas Cowboys fan, and yes, I'm going to give you an opportunity to uh, – you deserve to crow a little bit, uh, Richard. Not that you ever will because you're just not built that way. But uh, before we get into all that, I've got to ask you, have you ever heard of Christendom University? It's C-H-R-I-S-T-E-N-D-O-M University. Have you ever heard of that? I have not. I hadn't either. Evidently, that's who LCC was scheduled to play this coming Saturday. Have you ever heard of Front Royal, Virginia? Yes. You have? Okay. Yeah. It didn't like Front Royal. Somebody famous is from there, like George Washington or somebody. <laughs> no way. Well, that would be awesome. But that's where Christendom University is, and I uh, I looked it up, dude. It's like it's due due west of Washington D.C. I mean, if you like leave Washington D.C. Yeah. and fly like a crow, huh? Yes, yeah, absolutely. Okay, see, now you're going to make me Google this. Uh, famous people from... Oh, wait a minute. I went the wrong direction. Okay. It, it, it was Anton Dillinger was... <laughs> no, no, that ain't it. That ain't who it is. It's somebody else. So it's, it's somebody famous from there. I remember, you know, it's Virginia history. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I remember, I remember the name coming up. I don't know who it is. I'm doing the same thing you are, and I can't find it. <laughs> uh, Dana so. Allison, Louis Arquette, Clay Athey. I'm going through this whole – that's an alphabetical order. Andy Guess, why does that name sound familiar? I have no idea. I don't recognize any of these names. They don't look like any of the people that I call. So, anyway, <laughs> well, what do I know? What are you do? No, dude, this is funny, man. I, we never know which – I bet you had no idea in the world I was going to ask you about famous people from Front Royal, Virginia, did you? Nah, and it's, it's down there in Warren County, man. Uh, you know, yeah. there's some money that way. <laughs> Very good. Dude, before we jump into anything else, man, the NFL is back. We, oh my God, man. It was Thank just glorious. Did you get the package? Did you get the, I uh, did. Absolutely. Because I did not. Now I was up, you know, because, uh, I don't know if you know or not, Paul and Sam, Samantha had their baby over the weekend. So Linda and I were up there all weekend and he had it. So I, uh, he has the, uh, YouTube TV package. So I got to play around with it and look at, it. I haven't bought it myself yet, but it, I really no need to, since I wasn't home this past weekend. Uh, give us your review, Richard Clark of, YouTube TV uh, or the uh, Sunday football package? What do you think? Let us um, read and what you thought about it. I thought it was an A minus. Wow. Uh, yeah. The only the only thing I would give them is that you can't just select whichever games you want to put in multi view. Now they have a bunch of choices, but it's not all the choices. So you kind of get left. It seems to me there's some sort of network thing going on. Excuse me, where they don't necessarily have the two section second games playing on the same screen. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. When they're going head to head, I can't tell uh, first weekend and all, but you can't get every single choice put it that way. Like what I was looking for, I wanted to get uh, the Dolphins game, which was fantastic, by the way. And I can't remember who else is playing, but I wanted them on the same screen, and I couldn't get it. Well, I think part of that, 
And I figured it out just by the process of elimination. You sort of alluded to it there with uh, the network kind of stuff is that uh, it picked up where you were. I mean, I do know that. Uh, so yeah. you were up in the Raleigh market, and I don't even know what games, but I know we couldn't get the New England game as part of a pack, you know, as part of a four. Ah, like okay. That. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So That makes sense then. So I wonder if it was because, hey, that was the national game, and, you know, you couldn't get that as part of a two-pack, three-pack, four-pack. But A minus, dude. Here's the thing I was impressed. Now, bear in mind, I didn't watch it on my internet, which I've got. Eh, I've got all right internet here in Kinston, but uh, Paul just has just lightning quick uh, internet up in yeah. Garner. Yeah, dude. There were no glitches. You know how no. Directv is, dude. And I've had Directv in the Sunday package for what? Yeah, Directv is terrible, dude. Every Sunday. I would have a problem with it. And, dude, there were two or three Sundays, and I think you and I talked about this, or me and Panicelli, but I thought it was you and I, that I had a couple of opening Sunday times with DirecTV where, you know, it's 12.55, 12.56, and I click it over to uh, the DirecTV, you know, Sunday ticket, and it's not there. <coughs> I've already paid for it. And and, I, and then I was on the phone. There was at least twice, Rich, where it's Sunday afternoon, the first Sunday of the NFL and I'm on a freaking 800 call with DirecTV for an hour, hour and a half before they switch a button or something and turn it on for my house, dude. And one time I had people over here. I had, you know, I don't know, four or five people over here expecting to be able to watch, you know, uh, whatever, watch, you know, Sunday ticket. And uh, two or three of them left as I'm on on the, you know, an 800 yeah. guy cussing out yeah. a, uh, an operator who doesn't understand me and I don't understand them, you know? Well, you know, there's direct TV, and this is probably taking it off to a bad tangent, <laughs> but doesn't direct TV completely represent American business and whatnot? They had this thing that was a complete monopoly, so to speak, and they just messed it up. They never improved it. They never added to it. And if they did, it was negatively. Um, and they just sucked up the money until they got, you know, kicked out, basically, uh, because they weren't doing a good job. So yeah, no, no, ding, ding, ding. I'm 100% agreeing with you, Rich. I mean, you are, there, there's not a word you said there that I could disagree with. And to me, the biggest thing is look at the screen. Did you do the four games at one time? Absolutely. Obviously, you did. Uh, was that glorious or what? And let me tell you something. I, you know, you see my big TV and I've got a big one. Paul's is even bigger than mine. He's got a 75, 76 inch TV. Let me tell you something, dude, you put those four games up there and there was no white space whatsoever i mean it was glorious it. man right right so and, and direct tv just couldn't figure it out i don't know if they couldn't figure it out i just think i'm gonna go back to what you said i just think they were idiots now have you hung on the direct tv no absolutely not i, I went full youtube um oh, it's been about a year now actually wow it was before basketball season last year i was testing i was using a friend of ours account to make sure I could get all the sports. Cause that's really what I cared about. And I immediately, it took me about two weeks and I was like, I'm in, let's get rid of cable. Wow. Cause it, it's so much better, so much better than cable. Well, I've hung on to my direct TV and part of it was dude, because I've got, you know, all, here's part. Can I tell you, and you know me well enough to know this part of it is laziness. And I'll tell you what I yeah. mean by that is dude, my DVR is what 60% full of movies I've never seen. And, you know, of all these documentaries and stuff. And, dude, 
if I dropped Ray, they've got me, man. They got me by the, the short curlies, man. Because if I if I drop DirecTV right now, I'm going to lose stuff that I've recorded for the last. This is not an exaggeration, Richard. For the last three or four years that I just haven't gotten around it. to watching. And if I drop DirecTV, then I'm going to I'm going to lose all that. And you know I'm going to want to watch it then. Maybe I've not watched it for three years or whatever, but I'm going to want to watch it. And uh, I don't know, man. I mean, well, just to, just to prove your point there, I still have in my back room uh, two shelves full of DVDs that I refuse to throw out. <laughs> but I'll tell you why. I got one good excuse. When Florence came through, we had power in Jacksonville, but no Wi-Fi. And those DVDs that I happen to have saved us because that's all we could do. Wow. So. Yeah, I, I refuse to throw them out, though. I, it's like a, I got a massive amount of DVDs, and I just refuse to get rid of them. Well, I've got some. Old. I, don't, I don't have a massive <laughs> amount, but I'll tell you this, dude. I've still got VHS, dude. In fact, as I'm sitting here, and, dude, it, now not a massive amount, but I've got something I just can't get rid of. I'm telling you, dude, just to show you an example, as I'm sitting here right now in my plush, well-lit, well-protected studio office here on Whitehall Drive. Boy, that's a mouthful. I'm looking up in the closet, and I can see, dude, where's my car? Okay, I've got that VHS. Wow. Well, see, the question is, do you have something to play it on? I do not. It, yes, then you need to get rid of it. I have a DVD player still that's relatively new that I bought because Gwen asked me that question. And I was like, yes, I got one, and then came went and bought one. <laughs> well, that's what my PlayStation 4 is for, man. I so funny. I was talking to Scott Weddington about this uh, sometime in the last month or so. And I was talking about the last time I played a game on my PlayStation 4. I mean, I'm talking about like you legit thrown right, Madden right, right. in there or uh, what, the NBA game or what, what 2K or anything. Dude, it's been years since I've played a game. Wow. But I use my PlayStation 4. Dude, that's how I access Hulu and Netflix and... Uh, oh, really? It is, dude. Amazon and everything, dude, because you can go through their interface, and it's so smooth. I mean, it really is very, very smooth. But that's what I do with uh, my... And DVDs, if I do watch a DVD, which, dude, don't even ask me. I can't remember the last time. I, it's probably been a couple of years, at least, maybe even three years since I've watched a DVD on my PlayStation. But that's what my PlayStation's for also is to uh, watch DVDs <laughs> if I ever uh, get around gotcha. to it. Gotcha. But, so anyway, there you go. Uh, there man, you go. Dude, we've just waited, not wasted, but we've just talked for 10 minutes about... We're, we're, we're like There you go. We're like the Seinfeld of uh, radio shows. <laughs> we, we really not talked about anything yet. But anyway, yeah. dude, I got to give you... I've got to give you an avenue. Listen, I hate Dallas. You know that. I mean, it is I, what I it know is. you do. And it's with... But, but, but... I respect you, dude, and I mean this. It's got to discuss you, Richard Clark, when Dallas has a just a dominating game like they did, and then all of a sudden, all these – I know you can't see me, but I'm doing air quotes. All these right. Dallas fans who I guess have been hibernating for the last, what, two or three years or whatever – all jump out of the woodwork and, oh, my God, cowboys, we them boys, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that that's nonsense. It is nonsense. That's nonsense. But that's where I come in with you, though, Rich. This is where I respect the hell out of you, and I mean this, dude. You're with your cowboys when they're getting their butts beat. You're with your – now, I'm not saying you don't whine about it a little bit and it upsets you, but, dude, I have never in the close to 20 years that I've known you 
seen you. I mean, de- hell, dude, I bailed on Washington, okay? I mean, for different let, reasons. Let me, uh, yeah. I'll give you an example of okay. what you're talking about. Okay. So I'm, I was watching the game in the back, and uh, about, I don't know, it was right before halftime, Gwen comes back there and goes, are you all right? And I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> she said, I hadn't heard you make a noise, not one noise. And I said, I said, I don't want to say nothing. And uh, she looked at me funny, and I pulled the score up on my phone and just showed it to her. I didn't even say nothing. And I said, yeah. I, I, and then I said, I've never seen anything like this. Honestly, I haven't. I've never seen a game change that quickly and just snowball on a team. Uh, I've never seen anything like that, honestly. Well, let me say what I want to say here about that, dude. Okay. Con- con- no, I mean this, dude. Congratulations to you. And I mean that you are a true – Dallas fan, you have stayed with them through all the junk, all the ugliness, through everything, dude. There's a part of me, and I can't believe these words are getting ready to come out of my mouth. So you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna be going, who the hell am I talking to on uh, on the Spence Automotive guest line today? But dude, I was very happy for you, man, and I mean that in all sincerity. And you know what? If they've got to win, I'm glad they do for you. And I mean that rich because I mean, right, you, are, right. you have not given up on them. And I can only think of like, you're one. I don't know. You probably don't know. Will Jarman. He's a, a guy that lives up in the triangle area, but went to South Sonora high school. He's like you, dude. He's been with them through thick and thin. And I've known that kid since he graduated from South Sonora back in what? Oh, eight or Oh nine or whenever. It oh, was. Wow. And dude, and he has, he's like you. I mean, he has stayed with Dallas the whole time, but what just, and it's not just Dallas, dude. It's the same thing. You, you don't hear a thing from a Yankees fan until they start winning. You don't hear a thing from a, a Duke basketball yeah. fan until they start winning. I'm not saying all Duke basketball fans, cause you and I know some Duke basketball fans or knew some Duke basketball fans who were true blue fans, but you know what I'm saying, dude. I mean, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. So how much does that disgust you though, dude, when you see, or, or does it at all? Or are you like, Hey, welcome to the bandwagon. Nah, I don't, I don't acknowledge those people, really. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if, if you don't like like if you don't know who Jay Novacek is, don't talk to me. <laughs> I love it. And, and you know, Gwen, Gwen actually didn't notice it until I pointed it out. But typically when I wear my Cowboy stuff out, there's some guy that's going to try to talk football with you. And Gwen can always tell when I know that he doesn't know what he's talking about. Um. You know, because she's been around me long enough to know what my face looks like, and I don't—I'm not rude or anything. I just know that you don't really know what you're talking about, and that's fine. You're just trying to make conversation. Yeah, I get that, but I, I really don't want to talk about my boys with you if you don't know what you're talking about. So, uh, you know. Well, congratulations. <laughs> well, tell me what happened, dude, because I mean, no one may, and I don't you. I, I'm including you with that with what you just said about how you were so quiet during the game, dude. What in the heck happened, dude? Is that defense? Are they that good, or was the well? Giants... First off, go ahead. The, the Giants took the ball, went straight down the field. They had third and two at our six, and the guy jumped offside. And that was like somebody just dinged, rang the doorbell to the bad luck tray for them. <laughs> because after that, it just went sideways. The next one, they snap it over Jones's head. So now they're kicking a long field goal. The next play, we block it and run it back for a touchdown. And that and it just opened the gate. Um, but our defense was – I told you I thought we were going to be good. Now, again, the NFL is about who gets hurt and can you live with it. That's really what it all amounts to, not to mention it's a week-to-week league. You know, one game really doesn't affect the next game. You know what I mean? It just doesn't. 
Um, if we go out there next week and lay an egg against the Jets, this win means nothing. I mean, that's just how the league is. So I, I thought we'd be good. I really think it's a matter of the Giants thought they were going to be good and they realized they're not. That's what I think. Because well. they looked overwhelmed. And in the first game of the season, that makes sense. They just, you know, you hadn't practiced against anybody. Nobody plays preseason anymore. And they got out there and thought they had an offensive line and realized pretty quickly they didn't. Well, I'm telling you this, dude, and you and I were messaging back and forth, <coughs> excuse me, a little bit Sunday night. Michael Parsons is a beast, man. I mean, I he's don't real know thing. any other way to say it. I mean, he's scary. What did I tell you last year? Uh, you did, dude. You're, you've been making that LT comparison now for a, a couple of years. Two years. Dude. Yep, that's yeah, what I was going to say years. for a few years now. And, uh, again, again, let us reiterate. And, I'm, dude, I feel like all I'm doing is being a, a parrot of you, uh, you know, parroting everything you're saying. But, dude, I mean, health is important, dude. I mean, you've got to stay. You could be Michael Parsons and be the best defensive player in the NFL in the last, what, 15 years maybe. Mm-hmm. But if you get hurt, you get hurt. You know I mean? It just, yep. you got to stay yep. injury-free. But I tell you what, dude, if, if that happens, we may be seeing something very special well, in Dallas, dude. It's the same conversation we had about Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady. In order to catch Brady, you have to hit certain criteria at certain spots in your career, or you just simply won't have a chance. You know, for Mahomes, it was to get to, what, three Super Bowls within his first five years. So that gives you the numbers you're going to need to get to where Tom Brady is, if he could get that far. Well, Parsons is on that pace, too. He's clicked the first tip of the box. Now there's, you know, 10 boxes left to click, but he's clicked the first two. This kid, I'm telling you right now, I've watched Dallas my whole life since I played Little League football, which is why I'm a Cowboys fan. Played for the Salem Church Cowboys. Ugh. And he's the best defensive player we've ever had. Wow. Ever. And that's, and I don't say that lightly because we've had some good ones. history of the Dallas Cowboys. There have been some great defensive players there. Yeah, this kid's a wrecking ball. Dude, you can't stop him. And it's not, no. that, it's not that he's 6'5 and 290 pounds. I mean, it's just, dude, he's lightning quick. I mean, linemen can't, can, can't handle him. Because he's too small, he's smaller than they are, and he's more agile. Linebackers can't handle him because, or linebackers, I'm sorry, uh, running backs and tight ends can't handle him because he's bigger than they are. He's just in no, that. Absolutely. He's just in that. I don't even. know how to He's what LT he's was. LT spot. changed it. Yeah. You know, LT changed it because nobody knew what that was until he got there. You couldn't hit him with a bat. You couldn't block him with a lineman. So yep, what, yep, is, yep. what were your options? And Parsons is in that mode. You know, I guess you can include Reggie White in this. But I honestly, how many truly destructive defensive players have you seen in your lifetime? The only ones that I can think of off the top of my head that completely changed how you had to attack them were Lawrence Taylor, I guess Reggie White. But as a Cowboys fan, he didn't bother me because we had a left tackle that handled Reggie White. Uh-huh. Um, and and Dion. that's the only ones I've seen in my lifetime that you had to change what you were doing to accommodate that they were on the field. Now, and Parsons about, is like that. Exactly. Talk about people that rush the ball, okay? Because I would say best defense, dude, you'd have to put, you'd have to put Dion in there somewhere, dude. That, that's know? what I'm saying. Dion, you had to change everything you were doing. Exactly. Like exactly. When, when we won our Super Bowls, the reason we did it is because we got Dion and we said, okay, you get Jerry Rice, 
we're going to zone everybody else. Yeah. And that was Almost the end like of it. like a box and one sort of. That absolutely. That's exactly what it was. That is crazy, man. I don't know. Uh, I was trying to think off the top of my head, dude. I mean, where would I'm you sure there's maybe Lewis? some listeners. I was going to say, I'm just thinking about guys off the top of my head, dude. Ray Lewis would have to be up there. As, I mean, you know. But did he, change, did he change the way you run your offense is my question. Well, I don't know that he did. Because to me, Ray Lewis is Mike Singletary. Okay. No, 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 no. I mean, that's I just my opinion. Him. I agree with you wholeheartedly. I think I think he's got the new bias where we're like, oh, he's great. But really, to me, he's 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 Singletary. Singletary and him are the same player. Com- really, really great linebackers. I'm not taking anything away from them. But when you start talking about just game changing forces, that's yeah. a different conversation. I think I'll agree with you. And I tell you what, man, uh, Ray Lewis's defense against double murders too. I mean, that was uh, <laughs> that was as impressive as anything, dude. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's because he sold them people out. I mean, we everybody kind of glosses that over at this point, but you know. Well, you know, probably he paid them off and all that, and you know when. They oh, were, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, anyway. absolutely. <laughs> you like uh, his defense? Yeah. Has double murder oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> you know who would hate that? Scott Whittington would hate that. Biggest Scott and Paul Whittington, biggest Ravens fans, and that's all I have to do. Rich, I swear, is I'll just say I'll say something like that. And you know how you poke the bear? I mean, there's a couple of things I yeah. can poke the bear with you, and you can do it with me too, dude. But that's my poke the bear moment with uh, with Paul with Paul and uh, Scott is just bring up double murder and Ray Lewis. Well, he did it. It's awesome. It's awesome. Okay. Uh, so, uh, Dallas, again, congratulations on that. Uh, yeah, it's dude. too bad it's in like NASCAR <laughs> where the biggest event is the first game of the season. <laughs> well, I hope not for your sake. And I mean that, Rich. Again, do I like the Dallas Cowboys? I hate the Dallas Cowboys. But, dude, I, I respect them because of you. And, and if they've got to do something good, I hope they do for you. Okay. Uh, did you watch last night's game? I watched uh, half of it. Well, I did, too. And then I couldn't go to sleep. And I ended up getting up and watching uh, the final, what, three minutes of it when uh, – Buffalo goes down the field, ties it up with a field goal, and then uh, the overtime. And, dude, and again, I'm not going to overreact. I mean, dude, it's overreaction, well, now Tuesday, but, you know, everybody was doing it yesterday talking about yeah, how Cincinnati's yeah. not going to win a game this year. And, you know, with everything. But looked bad, though. Yeah, they did. Yeah, he did. Dude, how, about, that was, how about they went back to all his college games, even his high school. Dude, he had never thrown for 82 yards in a game, dude. Look, in high school, it, it, how about that, though, in high school or college? And definitely not that, the that's not even. That's not what would alarm me. That That's kind of whatever. What alarmed me was there were passes like dump-offs to running backs that he wasn't even close to. Now, I'm hoping in his situation that it's rain because it was raining there like it was in New York where we played. Uh, it was pretty bad. So I'm hoping with his injury and all that, you know, the range is really effective, but he was missing. I hate to say it like this because I don't, I don't want to offend anybody. I say it like this. He was throwing the ball like somebody had never thrown the ball. You, you know how you got yeah. your friend, some friends, you know, <laughs> and you're like, hey, toss me that. And they throw it and you're like, oh, my God, he's never thrown anything <laughs> in his life. I've got a story about that, though. And, I, dude, I'll hit it real quick. But uh, I never played baseball or softball or anything coming up, dude. I never did. Uh, I just, I mean, I was a basketball guy or quasi. You see me play, so you know I'm not really a basketball guy. But I tried to be a basketball guy. You know, I ran track a little bit. But, dude, I just never, 
I never, right, right. you know, played baseball or softball or anything until I started working for the Gaston Gazette in the late nineties. And they wanted me to be on the softball team. Oh yeah, dude. I had <laughs> rich. I mean, I'm proud. I, I, I could tell I, dude, I just had never thrown a baseball. I was not a baseball guy or softball guy. And dude, I go ahead. Yeah. I deserve all, I deserve all the laughter, man, because I got out there and I was pushing it like you throw a football, That's yeah, how I was doing, yeah. you know, and dude. And I mean, I had girls laughing at me. Okay. So, well, so basically what I, did was I got a ba- let me tell you this. I got a baseball coach at Ashbrook high school to teach me to throw a baseball. So dude, when you see me throw a baseball now, <laughs> dude, I look like I, I look like I might've played uh minor league. Okay. Cause I mean, I go through the whole motion. I look good. But, dude, you should have seen me in 1995, 95, 96, dude. I look like uh, – see, I can't say what I want to say because – Well, you do, you yeah, know what I'm saying, it would be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, t- two things to that. One, Gwen, just this weekend, uh, was looking at TikTok, and she comes and shows me something, talking about how great it was. And it was that video of uh, WNBA's Kelsey Plum throwing that T-shirt to her parents <laughs> up on the second deck. And I was like, yeah. Cause that girl's an athlete. She's like, Oh, you know, who she is like, Oh yeah. Yeah. The other one is when we played kickball for the free press way back in the day, <laughs> Yes, there was, there was a, a friend of ours, uh, co-friend that, uh, her husband played with us. And I knew the minute he picked that ball up, tried to throw it, <laughs> that this guy was not an athlete. Although he looked like he would be, if he got off the bus, that's all I'll say on that. Yeah. Oh, dude, I've seen, and like I said, in the, you in know the, who I'm talking I about. I know exactly who you're talking about, who we are not going to embarrass here uh, this morning. No, 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 right. we're not going to do that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and we'll just leave it at that. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> you're like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, but you don't know. I mean, but it's like when you see a football team get off the bus, and you're like, oh, my God, that team is going to roll over our team. And then they get out there, and they can't block, and they – you know, you can tell they they can be big and they can look bad, but they've never played football before. Well, I I had the opposite of that when in my life coming up playing basketball. I'd go to parks and stuff, and people would run over there and be like, "I got this guy," and I'm like, mm-hmm. and there was always some guy that kind of knew that play was like, "Yeah, I don't know if this is gonna work." And two plays into the game, they're like, "Yeah, we got to switch." <laughs> well, I was never quite that dramatic, but or because you're so much better player than I was. Oh, but no, I always no, liked no. To, always like when I would light somebody up, and dude, I would be so fake humble the whole time, be like, "Oh my god, I haven't hit three shots in a row in two years, probably." You know, and they're looking at you sideways. You know, that that was my thing, dude. But dude, I dude, I love playing basketball with you, man. I mean, I just. Yeah, I miss miss it, but I can't do it anymore. I I get hurt every single time. Dude, I have not played pickup, and I couldn't even tell you, dude. It's it's been since I hurt my foot, so what, three years ago, four years ago, I've not played. I mean, I may have shot around a little bit, but, dude, I can't do it anymore. Okay, hey, let's talk a little bit about uh, – just FIBA. well, I want to get some FIBA, but I want to wrap up, dude. I got to get some ECU from you too, dude. How okay. worried, how worried are you about the Euro ECU alum? Uh, they lose thirty one to terrible. thirteen. I don't know if they're terrible, man. I had somebody tell me yesterday that they really think more. It was Jason Bryant said that he thinks uh, Marshall is going to be borderline top twenty five at the end of the season. It, this is what I wanted to ask you, and we had the Appalachian State play by play guy on yesterday's show. 
And he said kind of the same thing about ECU that they, listen, you've gone to the big house, you've played Michigan, you've played a, a Marshall team that's probably going to win eight or nine games this year. You're going to Appalachian State, who is, uh, you know, is going to definitely go to a bowl and is going to win eight or nine games this year. Who is probably should have beat Carolina. Who should, ding, 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 who should have beat Carolina. Is it just, <laughs> I mean, they're going to lose this week. I really have a bad feeling that ECU is going to come out of Boone 0-3. How concerned are you? I, I guess that's my main question. As well, who loves I, I said ECU, it. Go ahead. I said it on this show at the beginning. I was worried because we weren't winning, winning with a six-year quarterback. And in college football, that's what it is. You have a quarterback, period. And if you can't win with an upper-class quarterback, you're going to be in trouble when you put an inexperienced quarterback in there because it just takes time. And that's where they're at right now. And I don't even know if the kid that's quarterback right now um, is going to be successful. Yeah, I just don't know uh, right now. Again, we've played, I guess, Marshall's good. I would push back on that a little bit. Um, But, yeah, I'm not sure Marshall's that good. I just think ECU is not very good. Okay. Uh, I think the defense is probably slightly better than it usually is. But I think the offense is atrocious. And And it really goes back. So we can't throw the ball. But I, I will say this, too. i am not been – how can I say this easily without offending anybody? <laughs> we haven't we haven't had an offense that looked good since Lincoln Riley left, put it that way. Wow. And the new coaching staff, I haven't seen anything that looked cohesive since they've been there. I mean, think about it. It's kind of choppy, and it's, you know, it's just not – you know, you see these college – systems that look pretty good and ECU just doesn't look like that and that was after a long time even going back to Steve Logan where the offense was never the problem you know yeah. so you just almost wish you could get those offenses with this particular defense which I think is stouter than it usually is um, but offensively I don't think we're very good and I think they're going to struggle all year well I tell you what dude there's a window I mean 0 and 2 now and I god bless them I think they're going to be 0 and 3 after this weekend dude Gardner Webb they'll beat Gardner Webb dude but I think it's going to be a closer game than people think uh, Oh absolutely so, so they're going to be 1 and 3 they got to travel to Rice Rice is not a bad program dude I don't know is there is is coach Houston on a hot seat if uh if they end up 5 and 7 this year 4 and 8 this year Um if it was me, yes. But, uh, you know, uh, I'll be honest. I was, I, like I told you before, I was concerned that we didn't take a step to say eight and three with Ehlers as the quarterback because he'd been there for so long. I mean, he's got all the school records mainly because he's played 100 years. Yeah, he was the first, um, he was the first eight year uh, player for ECU. Yeah, whatever, whatever the number is. Yeah. Um, so, you, you, I worried about that then, and I knew the transition was going to be tough because it is for every school. Yeah. And that's college football now. When you have to go in with an inexperienced quarterback, unless he's legitimately, you know, one of the elite guys coming out, you're probably going to have some growing pain. And I think that's where we're at right now. And I don't think they'll get rid of him because, it, by all accounts, from what I can tell, I've got some friends that are in the in the athletic department. Uh, on the periphery of it anyway. Um, people like the guy, so I don't think he's going to get run out of town or anything, but, you know, yeah, it is what it is, I guess. 
Well, there you uh, go. For me personally, if I, if, if I had a, you know, big SMU booster money, he'd be gone. <laughs> but that's just me. Yeah, but you got to get, I mean, uh, I'll never forgive them for roughing, but you know what? That's a conversation for another day because we got to get some FIBA from you here. Uh, finished fourth. Yeah, roughing was since tough. We, since you and I, la- oh, yeah. <clears throat> what they did to him was criminal, man. I mean, it really was, dude. Uh, so, uh, Especially to do what they did. See, that they, they not even, if you were going to get rid of roughing and hire something for real, but to do what they did, that you know, that athletic director they hired, whoever made that hire, they should be just tarred and feathered. Oh, I know. Uh, and then that guy went out and hired Scotty Montgomery, oh, who dude. woof. Yeah. Well, which yeah, was, Jacques, you know, well, let me tell you this: Jacques Passelig just messaged me uh, and said, "If you get rid of Mike Houston, who are they going to get? That's any better? I mean, who is that's out the there question. that would want to take the job? You want to get an up and coming coach? Mike Houston is an up and coming coach." Was very successful at James Madison, and then I, I don't know, dude. Anyway, anyway, hey, FIBA, we've got a, just a, a couple minutes left here in our first hour, and since we last talked, they went zero and two since the last. Yeah, we lost three of the last four. Yeah, and I was a little bit concerned with the whole Brandon angle. I saw a couple of stories that uh, he wanted, he yeah. was wanting his role defined, and I don't yeah. know, man. It just. It just fell apart quickly, and then on top. Well, first, let's address that. Well, not let's not address the Brandon part. Let's address the just how they felt. I mean, Germany. They should have beat. They were eighteen point favorites against Germany, dude. And Vegas yeah, usually knows yeah, everything. Yeah. What happened in that game? The well, they didn't shoot great, and and when you, in this game, the way the game is played now, it's really a, a make it make it or not make it lead I mean, across the world, really, because everybody's shooting threes. It's just kind of what it is. But this team couldn't defend. Um, I worried about that going in. Yep. You know. Yep, you said that. Yes. Yeah, I worried that. You know, Jalen Brunson's not a good defender. You know, your one of your better defenders is is uh, the Reeves kid. I mean, where, where's the defense going to come from? Halliburton is not a good defender yet. Paolo is young. You brought Walker, Walker Kessler, but you really didn't play him that much. So I worried that this was going to be the problem. But what happened to Cam Johnson? Why'd they stop playing him? Uh, you know, I don't – I'm not sure what the staff did. I thought they had good coaches, but the rotation seemed a little odd to me. I don't know if there was infighting behind the scenes and things of that nature. I don't know. But I, I have some serious questions I wish I could get answers to about the rotation and the guys they were playing. Well, is all of this going to be moot? And what I mean by that is, you know, with them losing and uh, and not even – they didn't even medal. I mean, they ended up fourth place, which I guess is better than seventh place the last time they were in the FIBA World Cup. But uh, is it all moot because now LeBron's talking about he wants to come back and play, and if he does, and Seth will – or uh, Steph will play and uh, may even get KD to play on the American team in Paris in the Olympics – is that good for American basketball? I guess is my first question. Or is Richard Clark just to, is Richard Clark just totally geeked out that he's going to get to see the, the America's best players really be really wear USA across their chest? Well, I think what it really says is where's the younger generation of American basketball players? Ding ding ding! Um, you know, the, from Brandon age on down, where are you? I know y'all are putting out a lot of hype videos and all that kind of stuff about, ooh, look at this guy dunk and all that. But where are they? Because the best players in the world right now are not American, period. 
Is that not crazy? We, we can have is this discussion. No, no, no. You're right. Is, you're right. Which is why we're having to go into the bag and bring out the 35-year-olds to come in and save it. Because, look, we used to complain about, you know, the, the international teams having 30-year-olds and we were running out 20-year-olds. And there was real argument to that. But now it's the opposite. We can't – they 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 got younger guys than we do, and we can't beat them. I mean, you know, well, Canada, it's just what it is Canada now. Canada beating us hurt my heart, man. I mean, it just did. I mean, it is what it is. And, like, you've been talking about – say his name for me, Shy Shay, Shay Gilgis. Yeah, Shay, Shay Gilgis, Alexander, whatever, dude. You've been talking about him now for a couple of years, yep. too. Dude – he might be one he's of the, the real five. thing. He might be one of the five best players in the world, or eh, maybe not yeah. five. He's definitely seven or eight, don't you think? And, and let me say this: this is a guy who was drafted to the Clippers when Doc Rivers was the coach. They didn't play. He Doc Rivers has an aversion to playing young guys, so he didn't get a lot of minutes. But this, and then they traded him to OKC, which is a wasteland for the NBA, and. There's no publicity. This guy's work behind the scenes obviously worked to become what he is. And what he is is top seven player in the league. Dude, that's what I said, man. I mean, I really yeah. think I, that's incredible for someone that I – and I'm a, I'm a little bit more than a peripheral basketball fan, Rich, and you know that. I mean, I'm nowhere near you. Don't get it twisted. But I never even heard of the guy three years ago, dude. Right. That That's my point. He, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not like this guy fell off the – the bean truck or yeah. whatever, but because he, he went to Kentucky, yeah. uh, but he he went out. To, he he's been behind the scenes, so to speak, and he's grown as a player substantially. And and OKC has shut him down not last year, but two years prior to that, they just didn't want him to play. You know, fifty games into the season because they were looking to tank. Yeah. So again, he's done all this work behind the scenes, which I think is incredible because we all know that the real work in any sport um, and really anything in life is behind the scenes with nobody around, yep. you know, all that beating on your chest and showing you and hollering to your boss about, look what I did. That's only going to get you so far. Yeah, or if you're born into it and all that, but Hey, that's a conversation for hey, Clark. Yeah. Let's have that discussion. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. <laughs> Listen, uh, good luck to your Cowboys this week. Uh, good luck to your pirates this week. Uh, I, the pirates needed more than my Cowboys. Yeah. I, I got to tell you, man, you may have a special season brewing down there in Dallas. I mean, but we got to go. Do that. Go ahead. Talk to me after the Jets game. We'll know more. Because <laughs> the Jets offer you, you get the letdown from Aaron Rodgers not playing, and they're actually pretty good everywhere else. So that's a good litmus test. I like it. Listen, Richard Clark, Carteret County News Times, CarolinaCoastOnline.com. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you next week, my friend. Thanks for having me. There you go. That's Richard Clark uh, coming up next as we're wrapping up our first hour here on the Brian Hanks Show. We've got our good friend, Catherine Pearson of the Lenore Community College Foundation. We've got Prudencio, the Workforce Development Coordinator at LCC. They're going to be uh, talking to us about Fiesta LCC. Yes. How you doing, young man? Uh, they will be joining us here on the Brian Hanks Show.